Hey, we know you like listening to podcasts. But do you know, we'd love to listen to you too. Creating your podcast has never been easier. Download the Hubhopper Studio app and start your podcast for free. Happy podcasting. Hubhopper Originals. If you haven't immersed yourself in the wonderful taste of Sleepy Owl coffee, you need to log on to www.sleepyowl.co and order yourself the best coffees that's available. You can use a special code called HUBHOP, which is H-U-B-H-O-P and get yourself 20% off on all Sleepy Owl products. Hello and welcome. You're listening to How's That? A Hubhopper original podcast where we take a look at the biggest and latest news from the world of cricket. I'm your host, Vish the Dish. Let's get started. India began their home series against Australia with the ICC World Cup, which is just around the corner, heavily on their minds. In the first T20, they gave an opportunity to young spinner Mayank Makande, who's been fairly successful playing for the Mumbai Indians in the IPL. Visakhapatnam's sticky wicket is always challenging for free-hitting batsmen playing T20 these days, and this proved true once again with India making a modest total of 126 for 7, with only Lokesh Rahul managing to score a half-century. Amongst Australia's bowlers, Nathan Coulton-Niles stood out with his three wickets. Despite the low target, India made a game of it by picking up some early wickets. Some brilliant bowling by Bumrah got him four for just 16 runs. However, it wasn't enough to stop Australia's Glenn Maxwell from scoring a half-century and leading his team to a thrilling last-ball victory. We all expected the second T20 in Bengaluru to be a run-feast. Batting first, India scored 190, losing just four wickets, with Captain Kohli leading the scoring with 72 runs not out. India started their bowling well by picking up two early wickets, but once again faced resistance from Darcy Short and Glenn Maxwell, who was in the form of his life. Requiring 60 runs off the last five overs, Maxwell went berserk and powered Australia to a win with two balls to spare. He ended up with 113 runs not out, with the help of nine sixes and seven fours. Australia swept the series 2-0, and Glenn Maxwell was rightly adjudged man of the series for his spectacular outings. Over in the Caribbean, with England and West Indies tied at one all and the third ODI having been washed off, the series was still up for grabs. Batting first in the fourth ODI, England made a mammoth 418, of which 250 runs were scored in the second half of their inning, with Joss Butler scoring the most with 150 runs, powered by 12 sixes and 13 fours. West Indies didn't lose heart from the huge task in front of them, and replied back strongly, with Chris Gale heading the charge, scoring 162 runs off just 97 balls. The home side were looking pretty good for a record chase when they lost Gale, and after that the fall of regular wickets just about ensured that England took a lead in the series. With more than 800 runs scored, it was truly a match to remember, but I guess not for the bowlers. The touring side went into the 5th ODI as a confident lot, looking forward to their first series win on this tour to the West Indies. The home side won the toss and asked England to bat first. The day completely belonged to O'Shane Thomas, who delivered the spell of his life, taking five wickets for just 21 runs. England ended up getting bundled out for just 112 runs in 28 overs. With only 113 required to win, Chris Gale came out firing on all cylinders once again and ensured that his team reached the target in just 13 overs. Gale scored a quick-fire 77, which included 9 sixes and 5 fours. With the final score in the series being a tie at 2-all, 
Owen Morgan accepted the failure of the English batsmen and their struggle against slow, turning tracks. Chris Gale was a judge man of the series for his overpowering contribution with the bat. After the Sri Lankans whitewashed South Africa in the two test series, the teams met at Wanderers to play the first of five ODIs. Winning the toss, South Africa opted to bowl. Sri Lanka managed a below par 231 all out, with Kusal Mendes being the highest scorer with 60 runs. South Africa reached their target in less than 39 overs on the back of a fabulous 112 run knock by Faf Duplessis. This win will definitely give the Proteas some much required confidence. Over in New Zealand, after the hosts' own whitewashing of the touring Bangladesh in the ODI series, the teams went into the first test at Hamilton. New Zealand won the toss and asked Bangladesh to bat, and they made 234 in the first innings, in which Tamim Iqbal was the highest scorer with 126 runs, with Neil Wagner's five wickets making him the pick of the bowlers. New Zealand in their first innings made a record 715 runs, with their captain Kane Williamson scoring a double century, and Tom Lathan and Jeet Ravel scoring their own centuries in the process. In the second innings, Bangladesh knew for sure that saving this test match would require special effort from all their players, but they couldn't save their team from defeat. In the end, Trent Bolt picked up a fifer and Bangladesh lost by an innings and 52 runs. All these tours are still underway, and I'll be back next week with an update on how they're all shaping up. Catch you next time. I hope you enjoyed this Hubhopper original podcast. If you want to get started with your own show, please do get in touch. We'd love to have you on board. Send an email to info at hubhopper.com. That's info at hubhopper.com, and we'll get back to you in a flash. We're looking forward to creating some great audio content together.